Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lampkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N Guitars.com Oh, hey. <laughs> Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. I was uh, not in- anticipating the ability for us to be live so quickly. And it's a cannabis legalization. Oh, my goodness. Miggy is dying of something other than Rona. Uh, yeah. So it's cannabis legalization news. Thank you so much for joining us. It's Sunday, uh, November the 28th after Thanksgiving. So it's a fairly quiet uh, cannabis legalization news week, which gave me plenty of time to work on the cannabis industry lawyers project, the mastermind program mm. that I've been doing. Nice, dude. I, I you know, I, I think it's gonna be a slow month. You know, we're not gonna really see stuff happening until like January. You yep. know, but now, I mean, I got, I'm working on just Ooh. tightening stuff up. So my, uh, I use Active Campaign to do all my email stuff, and this is a Zapier. So now, when people go to the Cannabis Business Masterminds landing page and they fill out this little type form at the bottom, you know, want to join it, and then you'll get emailed the um, uh, the terms and conditions of the contract for it, and that's this little zap. So then goes through signs them up an active campaign they get emails and stuff like that back nice just just the stuff that we do at cannabisindustrylawyer.com because that's how i kind of you know that's why we can produce the show uh, that and the, the the largesse of the members but the members only give maybe about 200 bucks a month you can't yeah. pay your mortgage on that but this is also not your like high school weed where you buy a quarter pound uh, scenario of legalization, you know, like, right. you know, we're all like these little hippy dippy people who think like, ah, to legalize it and I can do it at the trunk of my car. But no. there's more to it. And, and, and you know, yeah. you don't open a lemonade stand just because, you know, you want a restaurant. But, uh, you know, who else? What's going into business is Uber. Uber, Uber eats. Yeah, they started as a lemonade a lemonade stand. Uber did. You know, <laughs> small small fact there. People didn't know that. But Uber Eats is going to let you order weed in Ontario, but will not deliver it. Uh, that is kind of peculiar, don't you think? But Uber is partnering with cannabis retailer in Canada to allow cannabis purchases via its Uber Eats platform, where of course in Canada it is completely legal and it has been, I believe, since 2018. But it does not include for delivery of the weed orders. But it makes it possible for users in Ontario to purchase products from Tokyo Smoke in a dedicated section of the Uber Eats. I find the name of that company hysterical, dude. I mean, we were talked to no Tokyo Smoke. It's like we talked to uh, you know Cairo, and yeah. you know Japan is totally fear mongering. Like as cool as Japan wants to be, as long as you have prohibition, you're not cool, bro. 
Yeah, I know, I know, but that's just kind of how it goes. And and maybe maybe the uh, Uber CEO might be uh, Japanese. The name of the Uber CEO is Dara Karashara. Sha. I would have to hear them pronounce that and be like, I thought Dara was a girl's name or a boy's name. I'm not sure. That is that is clearly a tech name, though. Uh, and said in April, the company would take a look into the cannabis delivery when the road is clear. In February, the ride-hailing giant acquired Boston-based alcohol delivery service Drizzly for $1.1 billion. But Lantern, wow. the cannabis delivery service Drizzly launched in May 2020, was not part of that deal. Uh, and, you know, some of that has to do with... It's federally illegal. Uber is a publicly traded stock listed on the exchanges. Oh, yeah, that's one of the things, you know, in in cannabis, the SEC does not yet regulate. So there's a lot of illegal um, uh, commissions and like the books and records of a lot of these cannabis uh, license holders. They just aren't that great. Or or, uh, the SEC would be like, hey, what's this? You know? Yeah, well, the companies did not mention plans to expand into other Canadian provinces, but Uber Eats, head of communications delivery, Megan Cashley, confirmed the new arrangement with Tokyo Smoke is pickup only. So weird, dude. So weird. That's just how it is when you're talking about uh, the cannabis laws. And I'll tell you one thing. I'll guarantee it'll be different in a few months because that's how it is in most jurisdictions. For example, South Dakota. South Dakota Supreme Court ruled against legalization of its recreational marijuana that the people of its own state voted for. And so the South Dakota Supreme Court on Wednesday upheld a lower court's ruling that nullified a voter-passed amendment to the state constitution that would have legalized recreational marijuana. It was a 4-1 decision. And I well, agree with the dissent on this. But let's, you know, let's, a reminder, Governor Christy Noem instigated the legal fight to strike down the amendment. Like, she, the governor started this shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, against yep. the will of the people. I know, I know. And then it's one of those cases where in these amendment jurisdictions, like um, uh, uh, South Dakota is, and maybe your jurisdiction as well, very often, they have to have a single issue that has to be on an amendment. And so their Chief Justice Stephen Jensen wrote in the majority opinion uh, that it is clear that Amendment A contains provisions embracing at least three separate subjects, each with distinct objects or purposes instead of one. And what were those three separate subjects? According to him, I believe it was uh, hemp, cannabis, and, and medical marijuana. Oh, right. But yeah. I mean, and I get technically because uh, we, we talked about this when it first happened, right? We knew but, the amendment was going to technically they were right. But no, no, they're wrong. Like I said, four one, they're wrong. I agree with the one guy who said that's all about cannabis. You know, it's all oh, about right, legalizing right. and regulating cannabis. And then the uh, other Supreme Court justices said, no, it was one about legalizing recreational marijuana. It was two legalizing one about hemp. And it was three legalizing one about me- medical marijuana. Each one is a separate issue. One, of course, the hemp one has been federally legalized. So uh, ridiculous, just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's asinine when you, when, you, when you go against the will of the people, you know, and in, in, in South Dakota, just really is scary when it comes to. Uh, I mean, the what was it? The district attorney got prosecuted for killing. He didn't even get prosecuted. Like it was a, a slap on the wrist for killing someone in a DUI. <laughs> you know, the governor's corrupt as, as all hell. So, yep. Why she was quoted? Against- she praised this decision, saying that uh, you know it, South Dakota is a place where the rule of law and our constitution matters, and that's what today's decision is about. We do things right, and how we do things matters just about just as much as what we do. So, you know, no, no. You guys were wrong on this and you just don't like the plant. You don't like the plant so much that you think the plant is not one, but three things. Well, they're going to have to resubmit and they will win again, you know, right? Like that, that's the thing. If 
it'll win again. Yeah, if they can get yeah. it back on the ballot, but then they'll just say, should we have medical? And it looks like their medical marijuana laws are actually moving forward, but um, their adult use ones aren't. And and then their hemp ones, those are federally mandated. They should be there and the state should be getting in compliance with the, the, the USDA's guidance for farming hemp. But whose pocket is Christy Noman? I mean, like, she's not saving anybody. She's enabling more alcohol, more uh, DUIs, more fights and bars. You know, none of this happens when uh, legalization with cannabis happens, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it's just uh, terrible news out of South Dakota. And the court rejected it. Let's see, who is this? Matthew Switch. Um, These people should call into the show so we can be like, and what was your name again, sir? That's fantastic. If I read that, I would just butcher it. Uh, So the campaign director from South Dakota's For Better Marijuana Laws called the ruling extremely flawed and a reliant on a disrespectful assumption that the South Dakota voters were intellectually incapable of understanding the initiative. Seriously, though, like like you're just calling people stupid. And I wish that was enough to get people like the the conservative base to be like, fuck this bitch. (laughs) But you know what? Just like religion, they're all going to be like, bloop, 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 bloop. It's all red. That's all I see. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, let's hope that uh, the uh, ballot initiative that they have going on in Ohio that's getting close has just one thing. Of course, Ohio already has medical, so they aren't trying to do what South Dakota did was jumping both sharks, you know, medical and uh, adult use. So the recreational marijuana is nearing enough signatures to force lawmakers' hands, according to an organizer uh, reported out of News 5 from Cleveland. Hey, we've talked to Michael in uh, uh, normal Appalachia. You know, they've been doing it strategically, just kind of like the United States, you know, taking out county by county, uh, city by city when it comes to decriminalization because they already had medical. Um, so I, I think it's great that they're going to be I, – I see recreational coming there sooner than later there. Hmm. Yep. A direct democracy attempt to force the state legislature to act on recreational marijuana should have enough signatures to, by the month's end to set a plan in motion, according to the uh, project. Uh, Ohio attorney Thomas Heron, a representative of the Coalition to Regulate Marijuana Like Alcohol. We should reach out to them and uh, yeah. help them uh, because then, you know, we want to help Ohio's. Ohio's last round was very rigged for wealthy landowners. And that's just ridiculous. It's putting the barriers of entry so high that the only people that can get in are are not, you know, it's just not open to everybody. It's only open to the rich. That's every uh, state. It's uh, like Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, it's every state. Well, even Oklahoma and Michigan. And so if you have regulations, you're going to be able to uh, have a higher cost of doing business. But if it's legal and it's open, then you can, you know, pool your resources, hopefully, and put together the right team. I wouldn't want to be in uh, Michigan or Ohio or Oklahoma if I was poorly capitalized or Oregon or California. I would be raising money now if I was in any yeah. of those states. Well, Ohio, you know, they say uh, we think marijuana reform is popular. He said at a panel hosted by the Ohio State University Law School's Drug Enforcement and Policy Center. It's not a bipartisan issue. It's not a nonpartisan issue. Hmm. Said it more. Yeah, it's, it, he said it's not a bipartisan issue. It's a nonpartisan issue. There you go. Sorry, yeah. I, I am dying, literally dying slowly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, you really could adopt. Uh, well, you already do uh, use enough cannabis to not be cannabinoid deficient. But um, uh, how's the working out going? You know, uh, there's a whole other wellness crap, but whatever. You know, I'll it's probably get sick for my kids in five minutes. Well, that's uh, it, too. Kids are toxic dumps and, and the change of weather. You know, I'm, I'm just getting this a little cold. That's all it is. Nothing else. Yeah. 
Well, it's enough to be annoying. Everybody uh, smash some likes and click subscribe. And then also leave comments wishing Miggy that he gets well soon. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. That's all we need. And, and this emoji. We need a lot of that. <laughs> lots of prayers. Right. Lots of prayer emojis. So uh, anyway, a state official is to serve in the co- determine the coalition gathered the required 133,000 valid signatures. Lawmakers in the Ohio General Assembly have four months to get the proposal. If lawmaker, uh, lawmakers in the Ohio General Assembly get four months to act on the proposal. If lawmakers fails, organizers must gather more signatures and send the proposal to a popular vote before at the next general election. The Ohio Ballot Board gave organizers the green light in August to gather signatures. Again, remember when they were trying to gather signatures during peak COVID when everybody was still yeah. you know, staying at home and, and nobody knew what was going on. Yeah, but yeah. the proposal allows for a, a healthy 2.5 ounces of marijuana or 15 grams of extract. And adult Ohioans could purchase marijuana at retail lo- locations or grow only two plants at home for if there are two adults living in the household. How about so, those arbitrary numbers? 2.5. Like, why? Why the point five? I don't know, man. But uh, it's still uh, the last plant that I took down was like five or six ounces. And, you know, you grow one plant. Totally. You're, you're over the limits, dude. Yeah. Yeah, well, you got to start somewhere. And of course, the regulators don't really give a crap about cannabis or I mean, they're too busy. Politicians are too busy, you know, doing stuff for the people so yeah. that they can get rich. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, Mary Jane Borden, co-founder of the Natural Therapies Education Foundation, said Ohio lawmakers, lawmakers have a long history, slow walking marijuana legislation until direct democracy attempts to force them to act. That's America in general, though. It is. That is America in general. Between 2000 and 2010, seven marijuana bills were introduced. Only one of them received enough more than a perfunctory introductory hearing. So it's not like the legislature is doing anything when it comes to uh, legalizing it in Ohio. Uh, for example, legislation that they've introduced in August has yet to receive its first hearing from the House Finance Committee. Cool. So they just they just aren't paying attention to it. But when they announced the legislation last month, Jamie Callender, uh, a Republican from Concord, and Ron Ferguson, a Republican from Wintersville, acknowledged it's a moonshot, but they said they believe they can convince the House Speaker, especially given a pressure an initiated statute can provide. Because in Ohio, if they get through this, like the people are pushing the legislature to do something, the legislature's like, yeah, I don't care. I don't care, you freaking hippies. You're going to ruin Ohio. It's just going to be a, a song that, you know, Neil Young will write 60 years ago. And uh, and it's just going to be bad. Is uh, it Ohio where uh, the Republicans decide to step up? They're like, we need to legalize it before they do? No. Is that the no, state that, that did Oklahoma. that? Or was Oklahoma. It? Oklahoma's people legalized it. And then their uh, government said, okay. You know, and that was nice. But no. <laughs> They have yet to form I, I just thought, but okay. Anyway, it's oh uh, no, no, I just didn't know because uh, I know one time it just seemed like um, uh, the, the the legislature wanted to uh, prevent like the home grow and all the the other stuff that we would want. You know, they want to control it and tax it. It's all you can think about. They can't think about like how can we enable it so more people get to it. You know, patients always lose in this scenario. I think. <laughs> But yeah, well, uh, that's that's too bad, you know, that the patients lose. But uh, it, they are also pushing for expanded medical cannabis in Ohio. Hopefully that'll get somewhere. Uh, you know, they did just have a huge round, 1,400 applications. I have no idea how many teams, but it was hundreds at least. I'm sure more people applied uh, more than once. Some people wanted to apply 5, 10, 50 times, but it was 5,000 bucks. Uh, do the math on that. 14, yeah. 1,400 times 5,000. Seven million bucks. So the state of Ohio just 
made seven million dollars on application fees alone from their medical marijuana round that they had people are going to talk they're going to get these new uh, dispensaries out there the supply is growing real quick like uh, it's growing 10 percent a month and so if more and more ohioans become medical card holders and they open up that program so it's easier to get your medical card that's going to require more growers it's going to require more shops but once this comes online there's going to be 131 uh, dispos in ohio anyway you know and that, oh. i think it's great i think the more access you know and, I, and i've said it before i've seen it here in washington when it was medical legal um people come out of the woodworks you know you, you don't have all the patients that you think are out there yet you know and, and when we say patient it's wellness right it can go everything from back pain to the case of the mondays yeah back pain to the case of the mondays they just have to you know it, one of the things that they're going to be doing is getting to more along the lines of the ohio oklahoma we're talking about two o states ohio and oklahoma forgive me if i get one stepped on the other uh so this bipartisan group of these Ohio senators earlier this month proposed this broad expansion of their current medical marijuana program. And what does it do? Much like in Oklahoma, it creates a more open program. And this bill allows doctors to prescribe or recommend because prescription is something they usually don't say marijuana wherever they reasonably believe a patient might benefit. And the Senate committee held its first hearing on the bill last week. There you go. That is the Oklahoma uh, list of conditions. There ain't none. When the doctor reasonably believes the patient might benefit, then they are going to make that recommendation for the patient to get a medical cannabis card. And that just might continue to fuel the growth of there's 200,000 plus uh, medical cannabis holders in Ohio. Bill like that goes through, it could be a half a million in a year. Oh, yeah, easily. Easily people come out and start getting And it's not just locals. You're going to see a, a booming industry. You know, I'm like, I'll say it. Every state we live in, every state in the United States is a beautiful state, right? They all have potential for tourism and, you know, have a reason for people to go there, right? Even Kentucky. I'm just saying, well, like. Kentucky's a beautiful state. Yeah. 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 But I mean, overall, though, it's like the tourism will be the influx. It's going to happen. They're going to see money. They're going to realize, hey, no one dies. The money's the real important thing. No one dies. Yeah. That's another real important thing, because this has been the most cataclysmic year of the opioid crisis like this year, like in the past 12 months. Uh, and so it, it could help fight that as well, which is huge. But yeah. uh, as the patients, if this bill passes, then it's just a matter of time before they go full adult use. And hopefully they have one of these programs like in New Jersey or in Michigan or in California where they have the dual licensing system. And then these, because most of, you know, uh, those states and and New Jersey, like 68% have opted out. So it's still 68% illegal in New Jersey. That's opening in uh, two weeks on December 15th. We'll start doing applications. We're doing an application in our mastermind program. So if you're into Jersey uh, cannabis uh, applications, check that out, man. 420, smoking we got him. 420, awesome. That's right. You can go over to Canva- knowledge at canvasindustryreller.com. Backslash master dash mind, because I didn't know what a mastermind was or how to spell it when I did this page. Uh, and then sign up for it in there. 
And then you'll be able to follow along while we do uh, a cannabis cultivation application. We'll also do a uh, manufacturing because those are the two ones that come online in about two weeks. The first thing you need is compliance plan. The next thing that you need is a business plan, 40 pages. So I'm in the middle of drafting that compliance plan. I got a lot of my time bricked off next week to do it. You know, even with legalization, you have many, many still things going on, just like in Oregon. Uh, state troopers seized half a million pounds of illegal marijuana in Southern Oregon. I mean, nice. you have to follow the rules, right? But yeah. I, I don't think they belong in jail. I think maybe just take their stuff and, and find them. You know, there's if you had an illegal distillery brewery, what would they do? They would they would they would just confiscate the equipment, right? Maybe in, in large fines. Uh, no. Do you have an illegal brewery or something like that, or even a tax lien? They put a lien on your real estate and then they foreclose that lien and enforce that. So they would have a lot more due process rights if it was anything else, uh, you know. And that's that's one of the more um, frustrating things. Yeah. Well, troopers with the Oregon State Police seized roughly five hundred pound five hundred thousand pounds of processed marijuana in the largest scale bus in Southern Oregon, which has seen a number of high profile raids on illegal marijuana farms recently. So, you know, Oregon's been crying or claiming, you see articles, the mainstream BS about um, uh, how there's too much weed in Oregon. You know, and honestly, I don't think there is. You know, the, a market competitive is a fair, you know, I just think the losers are crying about, like, I can't sell my weed. You know, like, I maybe grow better. I don't tell you. Yeah, but, um, well, it, it's it, it does suck. And then the, the hypocrisy, just the hypocrisy. But uh, we're fighting for it, man. Eventually, we're going to get parity with alcohol rights. And not only that, I think in 20 years, alcohol is going to be more of a demonized uh, substance than cannabis. I think cannabis will be far more accepted widely yeah. and utilized widely and alcohol won't be. And hopefully the opioid crisis is freaking over by then. I mean, how long how much longer can this go on? Because it's just doing raging out there. And it's like, are you going to do anything to fix it? Seriously, but anything? You know, you know why, though? Because in the future, there'll be more common sense about drugs. Like, like you know what I mean? From sugar to caffeine to uh, Coca-Cola to cocaine. I mean, they want to throw all everything into a lump thing. Like, it's a bad chemistry. You know, I, I, I believe I've always believed in better living through chemistry. You know, like there's things that, you know aspirin for your pain <clears throat> I think when they nice. have so many farms like that and then if this this wouldn't be a bust if there weren't illicit markets in the, like Nebraska or yes. I, uh, Idaho or Iowa or, or Mon- Montana's legalized it but still you know you know what I'm saying if there wasn't this huge demand that just sucks all this weed that's been grown out of um, uh, Oregon, Oregon where I mean if you're trying to do license sales in Oregon or California uh, yeah that's difficult you know like you have this this little devil on your 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 um shoulders just saying like if you slip it out the back you can make three times as much well you know? that's kind of like the the whole like the 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 the, the mexico the immigrants and, and and uh drug trade there you know like if there wasn't an american appetite for the fentanyl that they make and all the other heroin and meth and crap then they wouldn't be in business right the cartels aren't selling to other mexicans they're selling the goddamn americans and then you know, it's all about outsourcing. So oh. drug ignorance, I think, enables that. I think the fact that, you know, when people learn like, hey, cannabis is not alcohol, it's not even cigarettes, right? right. Like you tell someone you can't have a cigarette for a week, you know, someone who's been smoking for a long time, you're in for uh, a rough couple of days. 
you're going to have withdrawal. Like, so you're going to have some pretty good withdrawal symptoms. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and and then that people get into their routines. And so those addictions that they have kind of fit into those routines that they developed. Maybe if they completely flip their routine, they have a higher likelihood of, you know, changing their actual, um, um, you know, addictive personalities or addictive behaviors. Because uh, it's not necessarily personality. It's more of the behavior. But uh, still, it's just we don't care about people that we can say that are bad. And then moving on because everybody's so self-interested and they're trying to climb the social ladder themselves and stand on top of shit. Um, what? You know? I think forget that America's had a drug problem for a long time. We've had many opioid crises, you know, from the Western times to the 1920s and 30s when the stock market crashed. Like, we are familiar with, like, you know, like, drug. But what we decided to do within, like, what, the last 40 years is incarcerate our way out of it. You don't – you can't incarcerate addiction. You can't incarcerate um, mental health. You have to treat – that's it. And we're not doing that. No, no, we're not. But, you know, there's more news out of Michigan. The lab behind the $229 million cannabis recall has sued the Marijuana Regulatory Agency, according to CBS News. The company at the center of what's one of Michigan's largest ever marijuana recalls filed suit in Monday uh, for against the state's Marijuana Regulatory Agency. The recall issued last week impacts more than 400 sale locations throughout Michigan and represents $229 million in cannabis. Uh, according to uh, the attorney Kevin Blair, who issued a statement, and on Tuesday, the MRA has disregarded industry experts' widely accepted scientific practices, causing disruption through its reckless and arbitrary decision-making, and ultimately put the patients and consum- consumers it is charged with protecting at risk. Putting the whole system on trial, says Kevin Blair. Actually, yeah. he didn't say that, but that's <laughs> what I read through the lines, you know? Yeah, last week, the Michigan Marijuana Regulatory Agency issued a recall for all marijuana products. Besides inhaled cannabis concentrate, assessing by testing facilities... Veritas Laboratories and Veritas North between August 10th and November 16th. The agency said it noticed inaccurate and unreliable results of items tested by the facilities and advised those with potential harmful products to properly dispose of them or retest them. Huh. Yep. And uh, Viridis Laboratory, uh, Viridis, V-I-R-I-D-I-S Laboratory, called the recent recall unjustified, prejudiced and retaliatory. Uh, and Blair has recalled that no public health or safety risk for justifying it at all. The recall is the latest and most egregious action by the MRA in a prolonged campaign of harassment aimed at Viridis. Attorney David Russell said on Tuesday, you see, after stuff like that happens, you get your lawyer. Some lawyers like me come with their own podium and we just whip it out and like, all right, my client's been wrong. And then you just do this bombastic shit against the other party and say they've done everything. That's just trying to, they use the word besmirch. I like that. So here's another one of him at his podium. Unfortunately, the latest effort by the MRA has caused huge disruption and chaos in this industry, harming small businesses and besmirching Viridius's reputation with no basis in science. That's when he slammed his hand on the table. Well, here, here, here's the deal, man. Like, this is what I do. This is what I do for a living. I work in quality. And mm-hmm. so this happened here in Washington State because – and this is why you need people like us, right? Like, like we're going to defend you in the regulatory body because you have no shit argument. If you've been doing things the right way, which is all laid out in paperwork, SOPs and everything – you you win. You can't you can't shut someone down. Not justifiably. Here in Washington State, one of the testing labs. Because here's the thing: testing. If you're a testing lab, there's 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 so much money in testing, right? We talk about the farms. We talk about auxiliary testing. The lab testing. It's it's always if lab testing is plant regulation, in my opinion. If we all had that option, but 
the uh, here in Washington State, uh, was it 360 Analytics? Uh, they were shut down during a regulatory audit. And in this audit, when I looked at the paperwork, the auditor said, and this company has been in business for 10 years prior. <clears throat> so during medical times to recreational times and until the time when they got shut down for like a minute. And in that audit, they said they had no SOP. For eight years, you would notice an SOP missing. That'd be the first thing you fucking notice, like in an audit. Like out of wow. eight years, a whole SOP like a standard. How are you doing procedure. this? Well, sometimes we do it. Some. Oh my God! Did you ever watch uh, that one show on Adult Swim? It it had to have been over like twelve years ago. Frisky Dingo, I think, is what it was, and they're trying to take over the world. And Xander Cruz, I believe, was involved. It was the the guys who did Archer before Archer. It was hilarious. Hmm. And it reminds me just of that, you know. Yeah. But that's the thing, though. So here, when in, in Washington State, for that regulatory body, because <clears throat> the regulatory body, cannabis body, in any state, right now is all state legal, that's the author, the one who authorizes the labs, right? You can't just open a door. You got to pay for licensing still and do all the little hurdles that they, they still offer. You yeah, they just- usually re- require you to have ISO certifications and st- you know types of equipment. And have a business plan that's like that. Most people don't have that stuff. Like uh, an- cannabis testing is usually an ancillary for uh, like some other type of lab that has other types of testings that they perform for other clients. Guarantee you, Veritas is being fucked with because they didn't pay the right person. I've, if they've been in business for a while already, if you already have your standard practices, like if there if, if there's no that's the transparency part, right? Tell me what is wrong. Tell us what we did wrong. I don't know, but you guys should go check out Frisky Dingo if you haven't seen that, though. I can't remember exactly what we were talking about. (laughs) Oh, the um, torture people. Right, the Archer people. But it was like, wow, eight years, let alone the day after the audit found out, you know, that no SOP for eight years. Like, how? You know, like, you know, that is just so ridiculous. That makes no sense. But, you know, oh, no, that was it. It, Hang on. It it had to do with Mr. Ford from Frisky Dingo that, you know, sometimes he just faxes shit right back to him. and He doesn't even check it. You know, there's only three things America wants. We aren't going to repeat it here. I realized this at the Internet. And and that was on like a late night cable TV. But uh, it was still pretty blue it was hilarious no doubt dude but yeah, yeah i mean like I, so what what happened was is this one body that's the, the, the creating body right there was only one mm. out here in washington state they're not even having a competition only one body is allowed to come and, and, and audit you and accredit you uh, for your for your uh so your accreditation but it's kind of a monopoly right that's right. kind of un-american so that was the first thing that was wrong with this audit that was performed here in washington state and the second thing was all the findings after eight years or so of being in business you would have caught these in the first year first year freaking failures you know what i mean like you can't can't violate so same thing probably veritas i bet you they're being effed with I think they uh, they may be getting effed with, but you know uh, that is something that happens in this industry. You may be getting effed with. So let let's just give shouts out to all the regulators and say, I love you, regulators. Please don't screw with any of our licenses. Uh, you know, if you need anything, we'll be able to get that done right away. And just just to celebrate, we are taking my my podium out again to just announce that next. I believe it's April twenty seventh. We are making that officially Regulators Day because that is when. Regulate by Warren G was released uh, in well, 1994, awesome, I believe. Yeah, but you, but the thing is, we when I was in the Navy, dude, I used to fear audits. I was like, oh man, I don't want to. 
be put in the spotlight. You know, I get stage fright. That's the biggest thing. Surprisingly for a guy with a podcast, you are live to like over a hundred people right now. Seriously, and like dude. you have tens of thousands of subscribers, and like you do a popular one, ten thousand people will see that video. Unless the man is trying to censor you, you know. Well, I was in that those, those two cut videos that hit like seven million views. But again, uh, I can't stand on stage though. I can do this with you and me, and like Stranger Danger on the side. That's fine, but like. If I, was, I tried staying on stage at uh, Portland uh, Hempstock to, to talk about prisoners real quick. And uh, I just kind of like was like, this is because you either you get so impassioned about a subject, you know, and you're like, you want to cry and get mad about like this fucked up. And we all agree. I didn't have anything laid out and didn't have any pre. It was, it was a very spontaneous thing. They're like, you want to do this? And I stood up there and I was just like, there was like five people in the audience. And I was like, wow. Uh, Oh, yeah. yeah. Don't become a litigator then. Hey, but you know what we should do, though? You know, to celebrate that? Uh, uh, yeah. Name, name that strain. Scratch There's that strain. Scratch and sniff. If you are wow. coming at us from Oculus, welcome. You must see a huge nugget in front of you. Now, remember. There's more than one stigma in cannabis. There's a lot of prejudice, but there's more than one stigma. One of those stigmas is all over that cannabis flower with them red hairs. Don't let mm. nobody tell you different. And then uh, the rest of that, you know, is a lot of sugar leaf or not too much. Fairly well trimmed. Uh, it doesn't really look like it's fully cured yet. It still looks kind of fresh, you know? Yeah. But it looks like white and dense. I just love how, you know... I mean, I'm, I'm just always a, a superficial trichomes. I'd be like, oh, the trichomes are mm-hmm. so pretty. You know? Well, you know, let's give a small uh, clue as to what the name of the strain is. Uh, next week is uh, Hanukkah. So that's Actually, a small clue this week. to what the strain is. This week? Oh, that's right. Uh, I consider Monday the start of the week. And so Sunday is also sometimes the start of the week. It is this week. And Hanukkah starts. Yeah, no, that's a lovely looking nugget, though. I mean, that's... Very smokable. Oh, we got it. Nice. Who do we have the shouts out to? Canaman. Canaman comes in with the kosher kush. Canaman go eat shit. It's a very political. It's a very philosophical question. And that's when I assume, like, um, when you try to name your account on YouTube or wherever, uh, somebody probably just goes, that's enough characters. That's enough characters. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, and then of course you get deleted and all the other stuff, you know. But, oh yeah, uh, and then uh, somebody else comes in with the kosher kush. But hey, Maggie, why don't you tell them a little bit about this delicious strain? Yeah, happy Hanukkah, kosher yeah. kush. According to Leafly, kosher kush is known as kosher kosher OG. is a popular indica marijuana strain. Kosher kush is currently offered in a seed from form from DNA genetics, originating in Los Angeles as a clone-only strain. Historically, the strain has been named a winner of High Times Canvas Cups Best Indica in 2010 and 2011, as well as Best Strain in 2011. The effects of Kosher Kush produce staggering levels of TH, or levels of THC, THC. known yeah. as the most odoriferous OG Kush-related strains. It has unique yet familiar smell reminiscent of rich earth and fruit. It is considered to be by many one of the tastiest smokes around. Really? The high experience is typical of many heavy strains producing pronounced relaxation and pain relief with a sleep often. I gotta get some of that. Yep. You know, that's, uh, that's better than, uh, you know, what do they call that? Nidol. No, oh, I just burped a little bit. Nid- uh, Nyquil. Yeah, that was that. Yeah, pardon me. Uh, I think he's not the only one that's sick. Sometimes I, uh, I belch. 
<laughs> it's all good. But yeah, lots I, I mean, around here. Not around here, though. I haven't seen. Co- well, I'm going to go check the local dispensary for kosher kosher. Well, and, and Rob's in New York, so so we got to. But yeah, I got to check out the strains they have available here in, in uh, Washington State. So, in depressing news. Oh, depressing news. Yay. I'm in prison for marijuana, even though it's now legal across the nation. So Chad Mouton. And there, therefore, we are taking that name back. Chad will no longer be referred to as a pejorative for some douche nozzle that's only in weed for the money. Uh, because if somebody that's actually named Chad and his n- prison number is, uh, yes. what is that Chad's prison number? We have it here in the notes. 142 142- 144-034-035. Uh-huh. Uh, he is at USP Lee, a satellite prison camp in Georgia. Jonesville, Virginia, incarcerated for 13 years, which is three years over, which a legal sentence for him today would be if the Constitution were applied. Uh, and that guy is in federal prison for uh, something that is completely legal in various states. And of course, not not completely legal. But if you're a medical patient in the state of Illinois, for example, you have complete impunity uh, just to be able to do or immunity to if you're compliant with your state's laws, the feds aren't coming and the state gave you the license to do it. So, you know, it's it's one of those deals. Uh, I mean, does he have any does he have any uh, references? Well, it says uh, Chad was sentenced to 24 or 33 years. His only time in prison, except minor marijuana priors, which they used to enhance the sentence. His sentence today under the First Step Act, he would receive 12.58 years, uh, which would serve about 10.6 years on that. He has finished the, the sentence of 10.6 years plus much more time. So, yeah, he's still sitting behind bars after already serving a minimum that many of would have served already. Yep. And so he's going to try equal protection from the law. So he thinks that the law should be applied to everybody fairly. But, you know, that's not necessarily what happens. No, this is crazy. And again, this Lance, you know, uh, uh, you know, Lance is almost on his seventh year, I believe, for mm-hmm. all the specialties following state guidelines. You know, you, you try your best to be a, a legal law abiding citizen, but yet law enforcement with a grudge can still get you. And this is why pro any prohibition is so important, because. We're not going to empower, you know, people who shouldn't be empowered over someone else's livelihoods. Yeah. He's being held in prison for a single pot charge for 47 grams from 1999. And he didn't do a single day on this charge in 1999 because it was so minor. Damn. That's crazy, dude. Uh, Yeah. It's, uh, um, you know, uh, like. Well, and you know, the thing is, we we're, we're here talking about this case and this is all we can do. This, but this is important, too, to talk about these people and be like, you know, reach out. You at home, Google him. You in a car, do it when you get home, whatever. But, you know, sharing these guys' stories is how, you know, we, we help try and end the war on drugs because it's it's like watching. Like, yeah, I don't understand. Like what we talked about before, like with the when, when Trump took over the pussy hat stuff. Right. Like mm-hmm. <clears throat> with so many people mad right away. But with prohibition, we have people behind bars for pot. It's like we're watching a daily a rape. Would you watch a rape or a murder? Because you're you're sending Americans behind bars that you're with murderers. Like you don't come out of that shit normal. You know, you would you think war's bad. Yeah. These guys are their lives are taken away. Their kids, their their parents die while they're behind bars. They're, yeah, he the throws changes. shade on Biden too at the end of it because he said he was sentenced under the Joe Biden crafted nineteen eighty four sentencing reform, which would have given him two hundred and ninety two months. Today, under the First Step Act, his guidelines would have only been 151 months. Ridiculous. 
I just can't believe that they just threw people's lives away for that many months. Like I almost basically cut his uh, sentence in half, but that's still over 10 years. They're just going to take that for a joint. And then meanwhile, they're going to have this type of stuff going on in Peoria, Illinois, uh, where you can go find some kosher kush at uh, the, the store. What is the store? New Era Med in Peoria. Oh, no, that is one eighth for $80. That's right. That's right. That's well, for $80. not just that, dude. The, the 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 paradox of this show and what we talk about is yeah. also has to do with like Monster Beverage says to explore deal with Constellation. Like these mother efforts are getting in the weed business. Yeah, and these other people are sitting in federal prison, and then the now what's going to happen is the Democrats are going to say we can't stop until we have social equity and a comprehensive reform for the criminal justice, and then the Republicans are going to be like low taxes and everybody's screwed, and just legalize it, and they're not going to agree, and that could go on for five years, you know? Seriously, dude. Yeah, <laughs> that can go on for five years. Meanwhile, the Taliban announces a deal to grow cannabis in Afghanistan. Yes, an international news. company. You know, yeah, international. Did you do a little flag? Oh no, no, we we missed that bump opportunity, man. Oh, you like the transition though? That uh, was not bad. Not bad. Thank yeah. you. Good transition. <laughs> but seriously though, like, how is it like the United States? Like, like we got billion people making millions of dollars at the same time we're we're, we're incarcerating people or, or or burning like like here in Washington State when it is legal they burn a farm three million dollars worth of shit. You know, there's other ways to enforce things. There's other ways to go about without ruining livelihoods. That's right. There are other ways to do this policy, but yet that's what they've always done. And and so as a result of that, there's this inertial force that's just ongoing uh, and they don't care because you've been marginalized for so long. And then you're also derived or derisively looked at, uh, you know, and so people look at somebody who uses cannabis and be like, why don't you get yourself together, man? Come on. Seriously, though, like, like you're frowned upon. You're, you're 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 a lesser being. Right. And like for some reason, whatever, as human beings, we always got to be better than somebody else. Right. Whatever is everything's a construct. But like if prohibition ended, we'd be like 10 years ahead of yeah. the. You know, you know why we still don't have like hoverboards and like the flying car, like Back to the Future 2 told us. Because marijuana is still a schedule one substance as soon as it's legal, as soon as it's regulated with sense, they'd be like, oh, well, here's the you guys are finally ready for the science. Now we can start releasing it. You know, we didn't want you guys to have this while you're, you know, stupid. Here's the key to never ending energy. I don't know. There's like all kinds of things that are probably existing. You can't until they get the the laws fixed. You know, you don't want the alien technology getting out because the stupid idiot of people would just blow everybody else up, you know? Well, you know, it's, it, it, it's very corporate. Is like, say, you know, Amazon, United States, has said, yes, we agree in ending prohibition and want to, uh, uh, you know, encourage it. You know, like, it's okay. But yet, if you're in another country in Amazon, they say, no bueno. Mm-hmm. India police charge Amazon executives in marijuana smuggling case. Wow. Can't believe that. More international <laughs> news. India police, according to police, Mada Pradesh. Hmm. Again, we should almost get their names like pronounced for us and just have a button that we hit so we don't butcher them. A central state in India, I thought there was a person, my bad again, has registered a case against the executive directors of Amazon India in connection with alleged use of the e-commerce marketing for smuggling marijuana in the South Asian market, they said Saturday evening. What? 
On Too Late, said Tom while reading these news, the police didn't disclose how many senior executives had charged, but said they found contradictions in the response submitted by Amazon India in an ongoing investigation. Unnamed Amazon Indians executives have been booked under the nation's narcotics laws, uh, the state police said in a statement. The police arrested two men with 20 kilos of marijuana last week and said the men were using Amazon India website to smuggle the substance. Dude, it just amazes me how well we've exported prohibition like America has, right? Like, it is a sacrament in that whole country. And yet, we, we watched a video last week where they're, like, chopping in flip-flops. Like, yeah, all it was kinds hilarious. Of- it was hilarious. Like, the worst harvest I've ever seen. Just no care given to those plants. <laughs> no but then we had, um, what was this, Vinay? Or what was uh, the Indian uh, activist's name that we had that is described the... And so you should check out our Is Cannabis Legal in India episode where we have a, a, an Indian activist that's trying to legalize or re-legalize there. And he explained that, like, India was one of the last states to agree to the Uniform Convention or the Singular Convention Act, the treaty from 1960, that was the precursor to the CSA in America when we really exported our nation's uh, prohibition on all these substances, including cannabis. Like India didn't agree to that until like 1985, and they only did it to get the money from the, uh, what was it, the WHO or something like that. Well, like, fine, we'll take the money, no yeah. more of this stuff. I, and I learned a lot, like India really was like, you know, uh, we think about uh, America's colonization, but holy shit, did the, the English really fucked up India during that time frame, too. So, like, the history itself, it, it, yeah, I just, it's weird how, it, it's not weird, it's sad how yeah. we, we, we shaped this country and took away their own uh, culture, you know. But speaking of culture, in a video game culture, I wanted to share this with you guys. I forgot to share with you earlier. Check this out. You ever play uh, Animal Crossing? No. Uh, it's a game that people play on the Wii. Mm-hmm. And you can make things in there, right? They're making okay. dispensaries. People are people are manipulating the thing to make weed dispensaries. That's bizarre. Um, like here, nothing to see here. But like so Animal Crossing is, is a big this game. like one of those. Is this the metaverse? Yeah. Well, kind of. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. if you're a gamer, but like when you're high as fuck and your bong has a face, like all these little like nuances of the game itself are like weed related. And so I just thought that was a fun little article. And then. uh I got one more thing for you, bro. I, I, I didn't know if you saw it yet, but uh, I posted a new article today because, you know, we get asked about how people can legalize it, do what they can do. So I wrote a little article pointing everybody to like normal. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we got uh, uh, the headcount, the voter project and cannabis common, you know, all ways that people can make a difference as far as like taking action when I push of a button. And if you want to help prisoners uh, in the bottom of groups I previously helped with, the Human Solution International, POW 420 and the Voice of the Campus War and Freedom Grow Forever are all places that you can help prisoners directly. Yeah, it was Vicky Varorova. Wow. That? Oh, that's the name? Yeah. Well, it, it, Vicky was the, the name of the uh, cannabis activist from India. And just if you're interested in that stuff, and it looked like Amazon was kind of like pushing back against the authorities. And I'm like, yeah, you do that, Amazon. It's freaking legal in Washington state. You start ex- you start shipping those packages of weed because you know you would corner that market in four or five, like three seconds after that would be a thing. And everybody's like, I want to get a delivery license so I could be the show. I'm like, Really? You're just going to end up driving for Amazon anyway. So why don't you apply there? Well, you're, yeah, you're going to be either competing with Amazon or uh, Uber Eats, right? Because they bought Drizzly, which has the alcohol format already now. So then they'll be doing the weed format. I mean, it can't be that hard of a transition. No, no. But you know, the, 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 cor- the courier uh, model doesn't really ever work. And, and it's one of those things like nobody's going to uh, – I have yet to see an Uber driver retire. Well, I think that's the thing, right? Manual labor, right? You – 
you have to have aspirations and goals, right? Like no one, and I really hope not, goes people going to butt tending going, This is this is my career, this is what I want to do forever. Cause that's 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 it's a basic job. It's a that's a kid's a job. job. It's a it's a good job. It's a to decent understand uh, customer yes. focus and service to your client or to your consumer or to your customer. But then once you understand that in sales, you know, once you understand that type of sales position in the larger organization, you cause Everybody needs to have that, you know, experience, in my opinion. Otherwise, it's like, okay, you're going to be coming off like a jerk. You know, you need to you need to really be able to understand that there's a customer and that's how the business makes money and all that. Any business, right? If you if you become a bed tender, understand how that business works, understand your state laws, because they're all different. And I had the opportunity. And every time I meet someone who actually is paying their bills via like cannabis at that gallery, I went to the other day, the art show, uh, I met a guy who worked his way from bud tender to like operations director or some shit like that. He had a fancy title. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. I was like, oh, because so you're doing well. Good on you, man. Good on weed for providing you a good life. You know, and that's what everybody should be entitled to. Mm-hmm. That's right. We're just here because we want the system to make sense. And if you want to yes. get some information on how to get a cannabis license, tune into tomorrow's episode that we're going to drop. It's one of my how-to series, uh, how to get a cannabis license, the top 10 ways for 2022. Nice. Yep. We're going to be out. Yeah, I think we're going to get out of here. You know, it's uh, been wonderful hanging out with everybody, though. And it uh, has. We really do appreciate all the likes and then the comments that we get from you, uh, especially. I mean, the live feed is interesting. It's basically its own conversation that they have over there. But then the comments that I'll actually respond to are the ones that are left on the video itself. I want to do a um, uh, one of these days when I get time again, not so amped up. I'd like to do a review of the comments, do a video of reading the comments, because sometimes we get some funny ones. You know, we get some interesting people. Yeah, we do. Thanks for joining us, everybody. And yeah, we'll see you uh, Wednesday. You're going to be here Wednesday? Uh, oh, um, Wednesday might be very, very difficult for me. It depends. There's several deals that we're trying to work to get closed uh, Monday, Tuesday, and mm. then another deal that's uh, needs some attention on Wednesday. And then Tony P is having a thing in Chicago uh, Wednesday evening. I wanted to go to it. But then, you know, my parents say they go, you're taking us to the airport on Thursday. And then did they ask like, hey, can you? No. No, that's not what parents do. Parents say, you're doing this. And then you go, I'm in my 40s. But anyway, oh, you know, uh, it's one of those deals. So I just wanted to say, you know, uh, thanks, guys, for, for hanging out on this time. And I wanted to throw one of these little subscribe and likes out there, because if you don't do that enough, the people that are actually listening at home might get kind of like annoyed. Because if they're taking us in their car somewhere, they're like, why does he keep asking us to like and subscribe? And you're like, oh, it's all right. It's a YouTube channel. They're anyway, so um, needy. So needy. So needy. So, yeah, shout out to all the members. And we're going to have to update our credits list. But uh, here's our credits list that we had the last time we did it. See you later, everybody.